Keegan and Company is not a licensed mental health service and should not be a substitute for professional help. In these conversations, we touch on a variety of mental health issues and the advice given is general in nature. So if you are struggling, please seek professional advice or call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Enjoy the episode. Keegan and Company, it's Keegan and Company, the company we keep. That's it, that's gotta be it. Welcome back to the Keegan and Company podcast. Uh, before we kick things off, I do have a favor to ask. If you guys haven't already subscribed on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on, can you all just jump out, quickly subscribe. It does help us a lot. It does help us grow with the podcast. So now, um, this episode, I'm, I'm joined by one of my really good men, uh, one of my really good mates. Busy time, of, busy time of year for him, Luke Garner. How are you, brother? Very good, Keegan. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Bro, um, grand final week. Are you joking? How are you feeling? Yeah, feeling really good. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a pretty pretty crazy week. Um, you know, some things that I'm yeah not not usually li- uh, used to, I guess. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, the past couple of years been been uh, haven't been too good um, football wise. But um, yeah, really enjoying the week. And yeah, over the next couple of days, just sort of um, yeah narrow narrowing down my Wh- role in the game. Where did you just come from? You came from Fan Fest. Yeah, what yeah, does so that look like? What are you doing? Fest, uh, we just had the Fan Fest um, thing at the, the overseas passenger terminal in. Um, at the rocks there in Circular Quay. Um, yeah, it was just sort of, I guess they got, uh, they brought the brought Broncos down uh, from Brizzy and got everyone on stage and um, yeah, heaps of fans there and it was sort of just a, I guess a hype up for the game. Does it get like, is it a bit, it's a big week, right? Like everyone says you got to lose a grand final before you win one just because the week is just so wild. Like what, what have you guys been doing? Does it, does it change the way you guys usually set up for a game? Like what is the, what has the week been looking like? Now the weeks the week is uh is pretty pretty much what we're what we've been doing all year and um you know other than the you know the other commitments that we have like the the open training session and uh, like the fan fest and, and stuff today and um you know the, all the media we had out at the training on Tuesday as well it's um other than that it's all systems go it's all it's all the same and um yeah just preparing for the big game. You excited? Yeah, pumped, <laughs> pumped. Yeah, it's like I said, it's it's been a wild twelve months. You know, coming from. Um, yeah, wooden spoon to, to potentially winning it. So it's, it's, it's very exciting. I read somewhere, um, there's not many lads who have gone from like wooden spoon to play in a grand final. I think Branko Lee might've been one of them. And it was with us at the Titans oh, was it? Was <laughs> when we, when yeah, we got right. the wooden spoon, we got the wooden spoon and then he went to storm and played grand final the next year. I can't remember if they won or lost, but before that, bro, it was like, it was like 20 years. Um, I remember when you like signed with Penrith. I was like, "Bro, you're gonna play in a grand final." And you're like, "Fuck, that's the dream. That'd be the goal." Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, and and I guess, yeah. Fast forward, probably you know, twelve months, eighteen months since I signed. It's um, yeah, it's come true. And um, but at the end of the day, we still got one more to go. And yeah. um, yeah, I'm not not counting my chickens before they hatch. What are the? Because the boys have obviously been there before. Hey, like they've been there for the last two years. One last two years in a row, which is. Just wild. I don't think there's many, there's not many teams who have gone three peat, like Para way back in the 80s, mm. like 81, 82, 83. Look at my footy knowledge. I fucking. Very smart. You're all over <laughs> it. I don't, I don't, know, I don't watch footy that much, yeah, to be honest, yeah, mate. Yeah. Like, I, I like, I watch the boys. Like, yep. I, I watch my mates play, yep. but other than that, not really. But yeah, mate, to do three times, how, um, mate, what's the difference between, I know, like a wooden spoon team and then going into Penrith? Like, why? They're they just, they're just winners. Like, what's the go? Yeah, I think it, you know, probably probably all starts um, in the preseason. Obviously, what they they've built over the past couple of years and, and sort of the culture that um, that is at Penrith, and um, you know, it's just sort of <coughs> we train obviously really hard. I guess every team does, but yeah, we train really hard as well, and um, yeah, just our preparation for games, and um, you know, I think just the will, uh, the will 
to win and um, you know everyone competing you know whether that's you know in the gym or you know on the field um, it's just everyone wants to win it at all stages so yeah. Um, yeah that's that obviously carries out in the field and um, yeah just shows um, sort of sort of where we've since I've come to the club where we've been and, and where they have been the past couple of years is there someone that's like I guess kind of helped you come in like is there someone that you've like spoken to or has there been like oh, I don't really want to say mentor but is there someone that you kind of like I don't know role like help role your position or help you become a better player is there someone that in the Penrith side that or even coaches that have helped um there's probably no one in, in particular it's probably probably everyone really it's the it's, it's just the culture it's there, a great really. day, yeah, yeah like you got you got players like um you know Nathan Cleary as I yo have sort of done you know everything in the game and mm. Um, you know, someone who I really, you know, have come to the club and really sort of, I guess, looked up to in a way is, is James Fisher-Harris. You yep. know, he's um, he's quiet by nature, but, um, you know, when, when he speaks, everyone listens. And, um, you know, his, his work ethic and his desire to win is, you know, second to none. And mm. that's something I really admire and um, something that I've definitely learned from him since I've been at the club. Hey, it's so cool. I like, there's always those guys who are like competitors. Like when I did the, the Paddy podcast a couple of weeks ago, he talked about Renault and how when Renault came in, it's just like so professional and how like you can't, um, you can't like learn those skills. Like you can't fast track hard work and you can't fast track the learning process because Bronx, they went through obviously the shit 2021 season. Now they're playing the grand finals. Like we were just young. Like there was a whole group of young boys that were together and now, you know, they've, they've learned through it. They've come out the other side and it's playing the grand final. But he said, you can't fast track that. But then you look at someone like Cleary, who's like, he's like our age, like he's like yeah, 26 he's like, or something. Yeah, he's young, he's younger than me, so he, he might be your age maybe. He's yeah. young, but like, he's been doing it for years. Like he's played, made two grand finals, like one, two grand finals. Like, what's he doing that's different? Yeah, he's just a freak. Yeah, like, just he's just a genuine freak. And and it's not, I don't, like trying to be nice, like it's not all just like talent. Like yeah. he, he works really hard as well at the same time, like. Um, you know, he's always sort of the last one on the field, last one at training, last one in the gym. Like, he's always, like, that guy. Like, you hear people, like, saying, like, that's sort of what sets other people apart from um, sort of the, I guess, not the average players, but, like, that's what sets sets him apart from everyone else. Um, yeah, he's just, yeah, just very diligent with what he does. He, he, he's, um, he sees, I think he sees himself as, like, a student of the game still, mm. so he's, he's very eager to learn and, um, that just shows his, I guess, his development over his career. There's some guys who are like just nerds, hey, like just footy nerds. I remember, I think it was like Chez, like they watch every game, like even the Penrith boys, like here they watch every game. And like, I look back when I was playing footy, I was not watching every game, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a bit like you. I don't watch, don't watch too many games, but um, you obviously do like preview and stuff. Like you'll yeah. do all your video, but like just to enjoy it. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure, yeah. No, it's uh, I do find it hard a little bit to, especially now that I've come to the club, um, wanting to learn so much. I do find it hard to sort of sit down and try and enjoy a game rather than try, try and watch it for, I guess, benefits to myself or yeah. for the team. So, um, you know, probably probably this time last year, watching the grand final, was probably the last time I've enjoyed watching a game of footy. Yeah. I do watch, I do enjoy it, but um, rather than rather than being a fan, I've been watching it more of, um, more of as a player and, and trying to improve. Have you, did you sign with Penrith before the grand final last year? Yeah, I signed, I think it was... Probably around, it was probably around round eight to, to ten last year. I think I signed. Mate, how mad is that knowing that like you're going to a club that's playing in a grand final? What was what was that feeling like? Yeah, it was um, it was pretty special. I remember on, on grand final night watching the game and um, obviously seeing seeing the boys boys get up. I was before knowing any of the fellas, I was sort of watching it going. Man, I, d I think if they win two here, you know, 
you know, complacency might might slip into the mind, like yeah. as it naturally does, yeah, like yeah, as a normal yeah. thing, right? Um, and I was, you know, a little bit nervous, obviously coming to the club, going, oh, you know, I hope hope we can get there again. And mm. um, but yeah, since coming to the club, it's sort of yeah, they're they're hungrier than ever, really. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty wild, like. They are a diff- really different bunch of boys. How do you sustain that for so long, though? Like, because you can't, like, obviously, the record speaks for itself. No one goes back-to-back that often and then go three-peat and still be hungry to fucking get another one. I know. it's Yeah, it's wild. I think it just, just speaks to the, the competitive nature of yeah. the boys and, and the desire and the hunger and, um, you know, how, how keen they are to win. It's, it's a pretty special group. Why'd you go to Penrith? Like why? What was the conver- What drew you? Was it Ivan, or was it? What was the conversations there? Yes, yeah, so I was. I was off contract. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I was off contract. Um, last year with, yeah. with Tigers, and um, I've I've gave me a message and just just asked for if we could have a chat, and I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. He coached you before? Yeah, he gave me my do- debut game yeah. um, at Tigers yeah. in uh, 2018. So, um, you know, we did we did work a little bit together back then, and I really enjoyed you know his style of coaching and, and the way he coached, and um, you know, as soon as he as soon as he sort of gave me a bit of interest and obviously we, we worked together before and I really enjoyed it and then seeing the resume of the team of what they put together the past couple of years is something really hard to say no to. Is um what kind of coach is Ivan like? I, I've had mate, we were at Titans, we had like went through like three club rebuilds <laughs> over like four years yeah, with the yeah. Titans. And we had like we had um Garth Brennan, Justin Holbrook, Neil Henry, um, all like very different coaches. Like some are People pleasers will tell you what they want to hear, and then some guys will tell you pretty straight. And then even like Brad Arthur, like he will tell you very much how it is. What's um, what's Ivan like? Will he tell you how it is, or will he like? Is he more of a mate or a dad? Like, what's the what's the dynamic? Yeah, he's sort of I, I guess a bit of both. He 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 does tell you straight, and um, you know, obviously holds very high standards, but at the same time, um, is very much someone that um, everyone respects and, and looks up to um, in our team, and um, just just the confidence and and that he instills in you is um. It's pretty crazy. Like he just, he's just a really, yeah, really, really, um, just good dude. Like he's just yeah. a legend, and he, um, yeah, he, he doesn't get too, too like too high, too low. It sort of keeps it at a nice, calm level, and, and nice. I respond well to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I nice respond, way. I respond really well to that because you know when, uh, yeah, if coach is too high, too low, I might might ride that wave with him. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna talk about the game plan for this weekend obviously like don't give away too much because <laughs> no you're because you're going into it, but what's um is it just same as same as usual like same game plan we don't need to change too much being a grand final or is it just straight straight into it what's the plan yeah just i guess uh just just play our, our type of footy um yeah it's just something that we we do really well on and work really hard at and um yeah obviously without diving too much into it it's um yeah we're just preparing really well for the broncos obviously they got um Heaps of heaps of star players, and um, you know we do too. So it'll be it'll be a uh, it'll be an exciting game. I can't wait to see like the forwards match up. Hey. Yeah, obviously you know uh, Broncos have a have a mad forward pack, and um, you know our our forward pack's pretty gun too. So mm. um, it'll be interesting, and and uh, I'll be on the bench for however long in the game, but yeah. it'll be uh, it'll be good to good to watch and, and hopefully go out there and match it with the boys. It's cool to see like because um, everyone talks about how Penrith they had like the young boys that came through together, like with Cleary and Luai and that. And Brooks are the same. Like they've, they're kind of both two young teams. Because you played, you were at 20s at um, Manly yeah, and you man. played Penrith in the grand final back then, yeah? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. we had a, um, yeah, we matched, matched up against Penrith in the GF and I think it was 2016 maybe or 2015. Um, 
and yeah, we, we had a pretty good team. We had like uh, Nico Hines, Triple uh, Turbos, Turbos yeah. Liam Knight, Jesse Ramian. So we had a gun team, and um, yeah, all those Penrith boys. I think fifth, it was like fourteen or fifteen out of Mate, seventeen so played NRL. Wild. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. It's wild. And some of the boys are still there now. Um, and uh, an article came up the other day of of, um, of that matchup. Yeah. And we were having a bit of a laugh about it between a few of us. And, um, yeah, it's just crazy to see, you know, how many of them have kicked on and even stayed at the club. Did they Did they win? Yeah, yeah, they, they got us. They got us, like, 36-18. Oh, jeez, yeah, tough. But, I mean, look at them now. And then, well, maybe this weekend, you never know what's going to happen, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Imagine walking out. Have you, um, you, obviously, you don't talk about celebrations, like, beforehand, too early. Deal with that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's all taken care of, yeah. <laughs> the, the club's good. They, they look after us really well, and they... Um, yeah, the, the boys have already got that sorted and just get it out of the way early and yeah. then we can focus on the game. Mate, lovely. I love that. Yeah. Um, mate, I do I do want to rewind to <coughs> bro, the old Palmy days. Like, for those who are listening, like, Gans and I went to Palm Beach Primary together, which one is pretty cool. Schools. Mate, one of the great schools. I was, I was, I was thinking about it. Actually, I spoke to Carl Walton this morning. I was yeah. like, he's just checking in. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm doing a, I'm doing a podcast with Luke. I was like, have you got anything for me? And he's just like, mate, he was a front row, like turned winger. <laughs> like, yeah. I used to call him the big polar bear. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what was the, like, how'd you go from being a front rower? Because I'll actually like rewind a little bit. Grew up in Dubbo, like born in Dubbo. Born in Dubbo. Yeah, I didn't, you I didn't grow I, up in I, Dubbo. I didn't grow up there. I lived there for a couple of years and then um, me and the fam moved to Kingsliff. Yeah. Lived there for a bit. Oh, what and a then spot. Cracker spot. Yeah. Um, and then moved to Terranora and then uh, lived there pretty much up until I moved to Sydney. Obviously, I uh, went to school at Kingy for a bit and then yeah. came to Palmy. Did you enjoy Palmy? Because you know everyone has like, they have a love-hate relationship with school. Mm. I fucking loved school. Bro, I loved it. It's the best school I ever, I love eh? it. It's the best. Like, footy as a subject, yeah. like, taking the piss. Like, it's unreal. It's so good. Like, we just trained, man. Like, and, then go for, and then go for a recovery at the beach. Yeah, it's a, it's like, it's, the the spot in itself at the school is just like so ideal on the on the river like on the yeah. was it Crummer Creek, Crummer Creek yeah, yeah. And the beach is just there um, yeah one of the best schools man did you go there for footy yeah I had to trial out uh, for footy I remember it's funny I wasn't even I wasn't even making the the Kingsliff football team <laughs> really? at school really in yeah. under tens like uh, year ten sorry um, yeah I couldn't even make that team and then you know I was sort of like oh, I feel like I feel like I could make it like I feel like I'm better than that yeah. um, like I was playing like a bit of just like rep footy for group 18 and stuff yeah. like that and I couldn't make because you had to be accepted in the program in yeah. order to go to the school right yeah so I had to I had to go out and trial at Palmy and then eventually got in and you know played a, played a couple of years there and it was yeah the best move I made and it was so cool I remember I was lucky enough because I got to play up with you because you, you're a year older did you graduate yeah. 13 uh yeah 2013 so yeah. i get to play it with you and then um your younger brother shawnee got yeah. to play it with me yeah. which was mad oh like, it's sick it, it's funny it's funny much that i feel like i feel like we are me and you are closer now like out, outside of school and since you've come to come to sydney than yeah. we were at school 100%. like i don't remember like we weren't we didn't knock didn't, around that much nah, at school even nah. though like we played footy but you were on the you're on the wing yeah and you're a year older yeah which, exactly which yeah. yeah so no it was um yeah it's pretty wild just i was playing yeah playing front row for balamble and then going to school playing on the wing um, just lean out did you just have a gross no nah, nah, well, it was at the same time yeah. I, was, I was playing front row like during like so on the weekends and then playing wing at school it's just i don't know i guess obviously at the club football level it's sort of everyone's not as big and, yeah. and all that type of stuff so um it was a bit easier for me to transition from mm. from there to the wing and um yeah we were stacked we had a stacked team yeah. so just chuck me on the wing and i do my best did you did you play up with like LG Rome and that? Nah, that that wasn't your year, hey. No, nah, that wasn't my year. I think they, because I was I was a year old for um everyone every, like older than everyone in my yeah, grade. Okay. So 
Um, I think they were like another year older than that. So I, I missed their. I missed their. Who are the boy? Who are the boys that kicked on from your year? I think it was just Carl. You and yeah, Carl, it was just right? Me, me, Carl. Um, because a year older, they had a few like. Well, yeah, we're years. older. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kane LG. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else to be honest. I think yeah, it was just me and Carl. For, oh, uh, Boothie. Boothie, yeah, yeah, Boothie, yeah, Boothie, Boothie, Boothie. yeah, Boothie. Um, we had like obviously like Eden Simon that like that like he he come down for twenties and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just from memory, I think it was just us three. And then even our year, like Keenan Palacio. Yeah. Who's the, who's number seventeen? Like we're both seventeen this I weekend, know, which is I both know. a match up. I know. It's funny. We, like we just come from that fan fest then, and obviously I know I know Keenan pretty well. Obviously yeah. went to school together and stuff like that, and like they both um so they call out like positions. So like ones, so both like go out together. Dylan Edwards, Reese Walsh would come out and like stand next to the trophy. Yeah. And it was me and Keenan, me and Keenan were number 17. And I was like, yo, I was talking to the boys before. And I was like, fuck, I know him. Do I shake his hand? Yeah. Or not? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. Um, and then, no, like, none of the boys were shaking hands, nothing like that. So, okay. yeah, so I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to. So I just went out there and, and staunched it. But uh, <laughs> I'll definitely, definitely say hello to him after the game. He's, um, mate, he, like, he's, he's not, like, he's a footy player. But he's not a footy player. Like, we always, like, because we lived together at Bronx. Oh, really? Back, like, way. Oh. So we were, like, because, mate, I've known Keenan for years. Like, we... He was actually, bro, he was so fat. Like, he was a, he was a fat really? kid. Yeah, mate. He, in, I met him in, like, under 11s, like, South Coast, like, the representative, local representative team. And um, he was the biggest kid. Like, you would think he's 15, like, 15 years old when he was yeah, 10. Right. He was so big. And man child, then, eh? Man child. Every, every, oh, every year's got him. Like, and yeah, my dad's yeah. like, go kick the footy with that kid. And I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. And we just started <laughs> kicking the footy and became best mates. Like, we, took, we caught the train from, like, Narain to Palm Beach every day. We are part of those, that yeah, group, gotcha. that yeah, motley yeah. crew that would, like, get on the train and go to Palmy. Um, but then he just leaned out. I was playing, like, 5'8 for Palmy for a little bit. Like, once once, once you retired. Yeah, well, yeah, not right. retired. Once you moved left, on. Yeah. <laughs> once you left. Um, mate, he played halfback. Like, he, he fully leaned out. Um, and then 20s, yeah, kicked on. But he's, like, a kid. Like, he's just is such he? a little kid. Yeah, like, I haven't seen him in years, man. Um, but he's, he's young. How good is he going? Bro, he's going so good. But yeah. he's had, like, so many... He had, like, two or three, like, knee recos. Mm. Like, a bunch of, bunch of injuries. He, like... He went... He had a preseason. Oh, no, he was, like, full-time... And then didn't get signed, went and worked at a bank for like a year or oh, two really? years, like, and then playing like park footy at Wynnum and then got a uh, preseason, then signed top 30 and then kept playing, played a mad season, I think two years ago, killed it last year. And now he's play, playing consistent footy this year. Yeah, that's sick. And he's going Titans, isn't he? And going Titans, yeah. yeah he signed a couple of years. Yeah, it's so cool. Like, yeah, it just ties it back into like the friendships that you get to make. Like oh. pre, like pre footy, but then even in footy, like even us reconnecting like outside of like come back to Sydney. Oh man, yeah, that's that's one of the best things about footy is just making mates, eh? Like mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty special pretty special bond of, you know, what you have to go through and stuff like that together just from the pressure to you know how hard training is and stuff like that. You really develop good friendships at that time, eh? Do you reckon like going through those hard, like super hard times like bring you closer together? Yeah, 100%. Is there like an example or like a, a story that you've had like through some really hard times? I think I think the first thing that comes to mind is probably like all the all the army camps and that you go through, right? Like yeah. they're there's nothing harder in football than, than some of those things they put you through. So, yeah, there's always, like, how, how shit it is, like, getting just smashed. What was your worst out. one? We had one at um had one at Tigers probably, like, three, four years ago now. We went down to down to an army base um, just a little bit south of Sydney, and um, we just got put through the ringer for, yeah. like, three, four days, like, zero, with zero sleep, zero food. And I remember one morning we had to wake up and, push these like army trucks at like 3am for like five kilometers like yeah. it was ridiculous like these things were barely moving man and we had to pu- push them so far and then 
like once we got to the end then we had to like run with these jerry cans back and it was just the most torture thing but yeah. some of the stories that come out of those times are so funny once you look back on them you just crack up even like even straight after the camp where like you usually go for a couple beers yeah. afterwards, it's like everyone's just laughing it's oh, like remember when such yeah. and such did this <laughs> yeah yeah that's the best part about it like it sort of it sucks in the moment and obviously you learn so much about it and uh, from it sorry and and yeah just the laughs afterwards that's uh, we had one had one in the in the uh, off, uh in the preseason recently and i remember just thinking halfway through like this sucks but i can't wait to laugh about it afterwards. yeah 100 i remember when we were at titans um <clears throat> we were under one of the coaches there who I won't, I won't say his name but we were um we it wasn't an army camp but they're like we're just going to do a long walk overnight and it's just going to be like i think it ended up being like 52 k's we started at 5 p.m at night <coughs> And then we finished at six o'clock the next morning. Obviously, like we were running and we were doing like other stuff like along the way. And but it was supposed to be like a team building thing. So the coaches were gonna do it with us. Like our strength and conditioning coach, Dan Ferris, was there and he had like no cartilage in his knee. Oh. He was one of the only he was one of the only coaches to finish it. Like oh. like none of the other coaches finished it. I remember we might have been like 25, 30 Ks in, and like a lot of it's just like uphill like a lot of it's all up i think there was one stairs that's kind of like q1 on the gold coast yep. like how tall it is like gotcha. that's that's thing you just gotta walk up it like and compared like obviously saying it out loud it doesn't sound that bad but it just sucked and i remember one of the coaches the head coach um he tapped out he's just like i can't do it anymore and we were all like no 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 we started drilling him that's and nice. then he was in the van like went to sleep and they were all just like this is so shit like what why are we even doing this it's like a pre-season camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you have those moments right like it's sort of you have so many crazy thoughts going through your mind when you're doing it and it's um yeah, it's worth it though once you get through it, mate. When um when you were going through the junior ranks, were you one of those kids who always played rep footy, or was that something that came a little bit later? Um, yeah, I played I played like the like the club like group. I made like group eighteen teams and that like throughout throughout junior footy and stuff like that. But I was never I never got signed by like uh, Titans or Broncos or anything like yeah. that. Like that was that was the shit. Like that's if you that's if you were yeah if you were signed by Titans or especially Broncos like you were the like you were the man yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember there was like kids growing up that <clears throat> I can see, like I thought I was, I was better than them and they were getting signed and I was like, fuck, that, that hurts a bit. But, mm. um, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, I probably had nothing to stress about really when, when I was young. Cause mm. yeah, I guess, I guess I made it now, but, um, but that's so wild for like a young kid. Like obviously there's like, this is a mental health before podcast. Yeah. Like, and, and we like, we touch on, um, mental health themes. It doesn't have to be the most crazy things that are going mm. on. Sometimes it can, sometimes it can't, but even for like a young kid coming through like not getting picked in the in a side it can be like like not traumatic but it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to oh, you right bro, it was the worst it yeah. sucked like i thought like i'd never be a footy player if i made those teams really yeah it's wild like and and looking back now it's it's <laughs> that stuff doesn't matter at all nothing right nah, and that's what i'll be telling my kids in the future and, and that's what i try and tell kids now even <laughs> if i speak to them it's sort of um, even if they're not the best player on the team right now, you just hang on and hang on and, and keep going and you eventually sort of get there if you get a good opportunity. You've got to grind it out. Mm. Like, even if you are, I remember <clears throat> one of the coaches told Lauder, he's just like, you're not big enough. You're like, you'll, you'll never play first grade. And he's like, that comment just aided him for years. Yeah, and it's, it, it's yeah. sometimes you need that, right? Like, you, sometimes you need um, a bit of bit of adversity to go through before, before you learn your lesson. Like, yeah, I, I've def- I've gone through you know, plenty, of, plenty of stuff in my career and it's, mm. It's probably yeah. I, I consider some of those things to be the best things that happened to me. Why? Why is that? What's probably, what's one of the, I guess, challenges or struggles that you've gone through throughout your NRL career, whether that being like injury or whether that being off-field stuff. Is there something that you're comfortable talking about? Yeah, for sure. I think you know, pr- 
touch wood, I, I haven't had too many crazy injuries, but the the probably the harder the hardest thing I've been through with, with footy was um, I, I was signed at Roosters after coming out of twenties. I signed there for two years, and um, you know probably probably wasn't ready to be a full time footy player. Like I physically and mentally, I probably just wasn't quite. How there. old were you? I was twenty one. Yeah. So like I was <coughs> twenty one, twenty two. So yeah. Um, yeah, coming out of twenties, but um, yeah, I was at Roosters and sort of training full time and. Thought I thought I made it right. Like yeah. I was like, oh, I'm mad. Like I'm, I'm full time footy player now. This is sick. This is what I always wanted to do. And um, after the first year, um, Robbo, Trent Robertson, sort of just called me into office and just told me he's, he sent me back to um, sent me back to to Wong, which is their reserve grade team at the yeah. time. And I was I was uh, I was pretty rattled. Like I was I was. Um, but especially for someone like Robbo, right? Like yeah, like obviously one of the best coaches to do it and to more or less tell you that you sort of not gonna be a, f- a footy player, not gonna be a first grader. Yeah. Sucked and um yeah, I was I was pretty heartbroken at the time and um, you know, it took me a little bit to get over but um I say it now, I reckon that's the best thing that's that's ever happened to me. Why is that? Just because you go back and you work harder? Yeah, for sure. Like I just took it for granted I think when I was there. Just being in that environment I thought, you know, everything would, would just happen naturally and come to me and um yeah, just getting sort of sent back and just gave me a bit of a reality check and, mm. and taught me how to work hard and um yeah it's just not take things for granted did you um did you lean on anyone throughout that time like after the conversation with robert like do you have like a mom or do you talk to your brothers like is there anyone that you talk to when you go through i know those wild conversations yeah obviously family family friends are always there right like they i'm blessed i've got a good family and got heaps of mates and stuff like that so i'm very lucky i had, I had plenty of support and um you know i was I was, I guess, I, I do like to think of myself as pretty mentally strong. So I, um, yeah, I just, yeah, obviously leaned on that a little bit as well, and um, yeah, just worked really hard and on myself and in the background to to get back to where I wanted to be. Do you, is it just physical? Because like I remember when I was playing footy, like I, I focused on the physical, like working hard, like training hard, over then like skills, mental work. Like, do you do any like? You don't have to. Like, you don't. You might not. You might not do anything for your mental. But do you do anything like? instead of just like grinding it out like physically yeah absolutely you know i think it was then um once it once i got flicked from the roosters and you know there has been um, a number of times over my career and over my life that i've spoken to psychologists and something that i actually really encourage and i know you do too mm. um you know i probably don't don't speak to them as much as i i would like and as i should and um i think that's that's something that's really helped me as well over the you know every time it seems to be every time I go through something hard is when I when I speak to one. Really, yeah. Yeah. So it's probably I probably should be a little bit more proactive <coughs> about it and and speak to them even just when things are going good too. Just just keep that keep those reps up. Bro, that's the conversation. That's the conversation I have with everyone. I was the same. I was the same. Like I would only go see a psych when um, when something was really bad that was happening in my life. And <clears throat> someone said to me the other day where they're like, well, when you're fit, do you stop going to the gym? I was like, well, fuck, that makes so much sense. So much like, sense, of, of course, yeah. like, of course. I see psych monthly, yeah. like monthly now. Like, yeah. and most of the times <clears throat> when I am feeling good, that's when like some really cool things come out. And she's just like, she'll just check in, like whether it's whatever, whatever it is, like moving on from a job, like, or whether it's like going back and studying psychology. Like, oh, I'm yeah. going to go back and study psych, yeah, yeah, um, which would be really cool. So I'm going to be a psychologist one day, maybe. Yeah, I'll talk to you. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, we'll just probably, probably talk shit for yeah, an hour. Yeah, that's all right. That's probably what we need sometimes. That's, well, that's it. And like, even, <clears throat> even in the professional sporting space, like, um, I didn't, there's not really f- club, f- like full-time psychologists. Do you have a full-time psych at Penrith? No, we don't have a full-time psych. No, we have like, obviously we have a psychologist linked to our club. That you, that you can, can go, go off and see. Our, 
yeah, I I hear about like the American sports and stuff like 100%. that. They have full time psychologists, and you know, I think that'd probably be a really good investment for clubs. I reckon. Bro, imagine like, cause yeah, the American UK teams they got like two or three that travel around with the team full yeah, time. Right, right. So imagine like, cause I know with like us footy boys and even footy, even just guys in general, like we're not probably that prone to talk about mm-hmm. like what's going on. But imagine if you had like, and this is the way I look at it. Imagine if you had someone who had played the game, but then also had like the foundations of psychology and how we've been in it for years. Oh. And that was around the club all the time. Instead of like going out and making the effort of being like, oh, I'm going to have to book in. I'm going to have to work around the psychologist schedule. Where if you got one of the boys who you knock around with, mm-hmm. you might have had a couple beers with every now and then, but they've got the foundational knowledge. You're more likely to have those types of conversations, right? Oh, for sure. We, we, we're pretty blessed. We have, we have um, Kevy Kingston yeah. um, at our club and he's, He's not obviously not a qualified psychologist. He's our welfare guy, but he more or less is a psychologist. Like, oh, he's been through the whole thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Like he he knows what it's like to be an NRL player, um, play at the heights, like and and sort of I guess he probably played at some lows as well. And he he's a really compassionate guy, and um you know someone I know everyone loves at the club, yeah. and he's always there. He, he like you said he yeah. he travels with us as well, and um yeah I know a lot of a lot of the boys will probably lean on him. You know I certainly have over over the past year I've been here and. Um, you know, I think if every club had that, it'd be an absolute blessing. It'd be so cool. I think like the, I think there's so much room for improvement, not even just in the NRL space, but like in Australian sporting space, like Hollywood, AFL, they do, they do it the best. They've got Jackie Lauder, who's full-time, she's full-time psychologist, sports psychologist. I think she's a sports psychologist. Anyway, like I was talking to her a little while ago and she was saying that when a player comes on board, they know they get to know them so well. They know what their grades were. They know if they have any like, um, like learning difficulties, if they have like bipolar or like ADHD, like, you know, it's everything about them. So, um, they can help navigate their career and, and help them lean on it. And they're at, she's at the point now where when they're playing a game, she sits sidelined with the team. Yeah. So like, so if a player's like not playing that well, they can come off and like speak to her. Obviously it's all play driven. Like yeah. they, it started off where she was just, you know, having the conversations in the background, and then the head staff, because it doesn't happen without the head coach and without yeah. the other, you know, team buying in. But all the players are pushing for it. And then she's like, yeah, they're full-time. You look, they're in the fucking grand final this weekend well, that's as well. Yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like Collingwood have been a strong team for years as well. So, yeah. like, I'm, I'm guessing that's probably probably a part of the reason why, right? She's probably, she might be like a secret weapon sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. if every club could buy into that, I'm sure I'm sure you'd see, you know, your success rise. Who, um, do you follow much AFL? I don't, I don't, I do, I do watch the grand finals and stuff like yeah. that, but don't follow it. We got, yeah, Collywood Brizzy, and then two Brizzy teams, like, how well yeah, is that? Yeah, I know. We got some mates in the Collywood side, like, um, Leggy and, um, Braden Maynard, okay. um, yep. who, like, he got suspended, oh, he almost got suspended in, like, the semi-final. Yeah. He, like, ran up and did this kind of tackle oh, where, saw, where saw it hit him in the head. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. pretty wild. Obviously, like, accidental. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's cool to see mates, like, watching... Like I said, like I don't watch much footy, but I can't wait to watch like you this weekend. Yep. I can't wait to watch like the Bronx, like Keenan and Paddy and like all the boys that we've got to play with. Like yep. that'd be so cool. Um, yeah, it'd be a, um, yeah, it'd be fun. It's yeah, it's always. I don't know too many of the Bronx boys, but it'd be fun to to get out there and, and clash with them. Mate, what's plans after in the off season? You're gonna try and get away? Yeah, yeah. Me, me and the missus are going to uh, Japan. Oh, how cool yeah, is that? yeah. So we've, that's something we've wanted to do since we've been together. So, um, yeah, obviously with COVID and stuff like that, not being able to go to seas, we sort of just travelled Australia a little Sick. bit. Um, so we've been to some pretty cool, uh, cool places in Australia so far. But um, to get overseas, you know, hits a bit different. It'll mm. be, um, it'll be a pretty cool experience, and um, yeah, something we've been looking to forward to for a while. Mate, before we before we wrap things up, I do want to talk about like life after footy yep. and what you're doing. I know like 
everyone talks to like everyone talks about having like a plan B and life. After. You're either like plan B life after footy, or you're just like head down and like footy's my life. What's um? Do you have any plans of what you want to do after footy? Yeah, um, <laughs> there's always I'm always going through sort of um, different things in my mind of what I want to do. Um, you know, for a long time there, I actually wanted to be a psychologist as well. Really? Um, never acted on it. Bro, I didn't it, know that. Nah, nah. <laughs> Get never, that one hidden. I know. Yeah. Well, I never, never really acted on it, but, um, that's something I was, I was really, really keen on for a while. Um, but now I'm doing a, doing a certificate, oh, no, certificate, a bachelor of strength and conditioning. Sick. So, um, yeah, been at uni for, for a little bit for that and just chipping away slowly and, um, you know, just trying to set myself up best I can for footy. Do you want to go into like a strength and conditioning role at a club? I think so. I think so. There's definitely a few people, um, you know, whether I was at Tigers or, or now at Penrith that I've sort of, you know, looked at and, and looked at, you know, how, how sick their job is. And um, to stay in that footy, that footy system, I think is something I want to do. Like it's pretty special environment. Is, I yeah. can see myself out of it. Bro, I could see you as like a strength and conditioner for a club. Yeah. Like I obviously like played the game. But like with like Kevin Kingston, someone yeah. that the boys can lean on. Oh, for sure. You know, I think I think that's the, one of the best things about Penrith is like ev- like sort of all the players, trainers, and everyone involved. Everyone sort of either been in football for a long time or had played NRL and mm. knows what it's like. So, um, yeah, to be in that type of environment would, would be sick. I reckon. Yeah, I um, mate, I I sort of like took it for granted. Hey, like I always thought it'd be such like it's obviously really cool when you're in it. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to step out of it and do my own thing. But now stepping out of it, it's like you realize how special it actually is, like being in a professional sporting environment. Yeah. And like even like the things like you'll you'll notice it. Like I think you'll transition out of footy really well, purely because of like your hard work, your work ethic, you're resilient, and you're like just a good dude. Like people people like having good people around their organizations. That's why I think you'll fucking kill it when you get out. Um, so, but I'm really excited to see what you're going to do post footy. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's something that, um, you know, I probably only understood for the past couple of years is something yeah. I need to set myself up for. And, um, yeah, it's something that, you know, I encourage everyone to do because obviously really important footy doesn't go forever. Well, bro, mate, thank you so much for, for jumping on the podcast. Um, thank you for touching on, mate, grand final week uh, and everything else in between, mate, before, just a little parting gift. Um, I just want to say, oh. yeah, we've got, mate, we've got some friends. We've got some friends yeah, for I the podcast. That. I saw that on Instagram last night. Yeah, it was, awesome. it was just some close friends, just, just some mates. Yeah, but this yeah. is Whoop, so this is for you, brother. Oh, thank um, you very much. That's sick, man. I've always wanted one of these. Have you seen them? Do you know what they are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a recovery right, right. tracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, um, so I did a podcast with Ali Day, mate, Maybe end of last year, but we only released it like, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And he gifted me one. He gifted me one. And it was like, because we use recovery trackers like all the time with um, like in footy. Yeah. And even post footy, like you've got like different types. But this is the one that I've like sort of done a deep dive in. Like it measures, yep. your, sh- it measures your daily strain. So how hard you're working, yep. um, your sleep, which I use every day and stress. Yeah, like, right. So you just wear it like just 24-7 really. I wear it 24-7 and you yep. don't have to take it off the charge. Oh, you don't? Nah, it's mad. Because that's the biggest thing. Like even with the Oura rings or the Apple watches, like you have to take them off the charge like every night. Yeah. But this is like you, I think I can get about 10 days out of it, seven to 10 days. And there's like a little charger that you just slip on when you sleep. It's so cool. But I'll look at like stress and sleep daily so I can go back and, um, obviously it's like see if i'm not getting enough sleep um it also giving me like my daily strain so how hard i've worked throughout the day so i did yeah. a session with wraith this morning yeah, yeah. um and a few of the boys and it was like a pretty solid session yeah, <laughs> oh, mate, the boys one of the boys got back from europe so he's just like we're gonna have you a good nudge we're gonna yeah, have a good yeah. nudge 
Um, and so I can see that and I was like, oh, bad night's sleep last night. So I'm just going to pull back for this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so love that stuff. Like I love, like I get obsessed with my Apple Watch in the off season. Really? Yeah, I get obsessed <laughs> with it. Just like training and stuff like that. But I heard these are really accurate. I had a mate that had one. Yep. And yeah, he loved it as well. Mate, they, um, I was talking to one of the boys at the Swans and um, the strength and conditioning player at the Swans, uh, not strength and player, the coach at the Swans. Yeah. And he was testing, I think, whoop and rings. And yeah. he said in terms of like, accuracy of data like these guys have just got it so like dialed in that's mad um but you've got two there so you got one for you you got one for your missus oh um, legend thank you brother they found that's like unreal. well it's like when you like do something with someone um you're more likely to like stick around and do it right so you got 12 months i think they work off like a subscription base yep. um but you've got that there um just plug it in you'll have like 12 months just to trial it out um i'm going to create like a little whoop like, because you can make a community, like, oh, on, on the app. I'll oh, show cool. you yeah, I'll show yeah. the app when we get off, but yeah. you can create, like, a community. You can see how, like, hard everyone's oh, training cool. and stuff. Yeah, so, that's like, cool. that's sick. Yeah, so, like, anyone who comes on the podcast, like, I'll get them in the group if they want. If they yeah. want it, that's fine. Um, but, yeah, man, this is so cool. Like, they're, they've been in Australia for, I think, for, like, they're a huge international brand. Yeah, right? I've known them for a while. I, I just, yeah, never, never got around to getting one. Bro, like, LeBron, I think, like, LeBron wears one. Yeah. Michael Phelps. Um, Ash Barty was wearing one for a little bit. Tiger Woods, like yeah. like golfers. Well, if that doesn't say it all, then mate, none of the does. biggest like the biggest athletes in in the world yeah. wearing them. So they've been in Australia for the last four years, but they're going to do a deep dive into the Australian market next year, yeah, okay. which is really cool. And obviously, like sat down and they're doing some really cool things in like the mental health space, even like brain health space. And I was like, yep. oh my god, it's so alive. Yeah, what we're doing. yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Nah, I'm interested in all that stuff too. So that'd be that'd be sick. Well, so keep me updated. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Charlotte, let me know how you go, and yeah. we'll get you in the group. But mate. Thank you again. No, um, thank I'm, you. I'm so pumped to have you on board, um, especially like the busy time of year, like the most busy time of year. So thank yeah. you, mate. Thank you for taking no, no time stress. out. Always, Keith. Love you. Love you, brother. You're the best. Appreciate it.